All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Dow Talk Weekly. I hope you enjoyed Dow Talk episode 69, a wonderful celebration of Dow's and niche podcasts and being immature, but mature at the same time. Uh, Frigid, how was episode 69 for you? How do you think it went? It was pretty well received on Twitter. Um, it was nice. It was yeah. nice. Very nice. 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 Well put. Yeah. Well, well uh, this week... It's just, it's back to the OG Dow Talk days. It's Frigid and I are here this week. Uh, CSG is out of office. We're going to have Caden fill in, who might be our fourth uh, host of Dow Talk coming up soon, but he ran into some technical difficulties. His power grid went down. Shout out Utah uh, infrastructure. I don't know what's happening out there in Utah, but uh, it's just me and Frigid this week. So back to the OG days. If you were an OG listener of Dow Talk, it's just for I think like the first fifty episodes is just me and Frigian going back and forth, but uh, we're bringing it back just for one episode. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it this week. Uh, yeah, we got a we we've been hinting at it a little bit, but we're gonna have a, a pretty sick side event at um, East Denver coming up in about two and a half three weeks. Official title is Tally presents an on chain governance mixer. If you're watching, you're looking at this beautiful Victorian era vibey graphic that kind of puts the just the the weight of this mixer how great it's going to be the the tommy, high signal tommy i don't want to kill the vibe but i don't think you're screen sharing <laughs> oh wow i just realized i wasn't screen sharing wow, i just don't want to i just don't want anyone to miss out on the victorian era no no uh, no no image don't cut that out i'm a real person i make yeah. mistakes yeah leave that in leave that in <laughs> yeah we're, we'll be we'll be having a uh an on-chain governance mixer if you've been to any of our side events before um I'm not just speaking, like hyping ourselves up, but it's always like super high signal and we get some really awesome people who come through from all different parts of the ecosystem, all different types of DAOs and DAO tooling. Um, so if you're listening to this and you haven't RSVP'd, um, shoot us a DM. We're probably not going to link it in the show notes just because there are limited spots. So DM us if you're going to be there. Any tally account, personal accounts, whatever. Um, we're excited to see you guys there, but uh, it's going to be a good time. All right. Big topic this week. I feel like it's kind of dominated uh, the entire crypto ecosystem, or maybe just the DAO ecosystem, is kind of the emergence of Farcaster. Um, Frision and uh, kind of in, internally, we've been on Farcaster for a while. Frision's always been pushing to get on it. You know, he's kind of early to it a couple months ago, um, but it's starting to, we were talking about today, reach the, like, the mainstream meta, um, and people are starting to see the value prop of Farcaster and what's possible there. Um, their team, and then Dan Romero. Dan Romero and team are just constantly shipping, working pretty much 24-7 um, to implement some awesome product features. Um, the biggest one being frames. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know what they are, but um, we'll dive in a little bit deeper about what they are and what they can do. But uh, top, of, top of mind, what you should know is we, Tally, um, put out a bounty for uh, five implementations of uh, frames on Farcaster with the Tally API, five $500 bounties. Um, so if there's only five that get submitted and they are passable, you will win the five, not win, but like you'll get the $500 uh, bounty. So we're really excited to see um, some implementations of frames with the Tally API. Kind of going to jump into this. I have a screenshot of it because Farcaster was just not working on my desktop, but Denison was tweeting earlier this week, and we kind of use this as a uh, a springboard into this conversation of like how Farcaster could be huge for DAOs. But he, he plays he uh, puts it pretty succinctly. Imagine replacing forums, Discord, Telegram, all that off chain coordination stuff, and getting temperature checks, voting portals, and identity all in one place. 
Then a, a response from at Brennan on Firecaster. Do you think the unique role that forums, Discord, and Telegram each play in DAO comms could be replaced by a single front end? One of the promises of Firecaster is that unique front ends specific to each communication type could be built on shared infra and cross-pollinate. Um, and then Denison had a great reply. I think there's actually a feature where Firecaster is just kind of everything out for DAOs. Um, a lot of it's starting to happen on Tally because there's a lot of tactical tools, tools that operators need, and that's kind of where frames come in. Um, and I think that's where frames are going to kind of be the killer feature of Firecaster, or at least it seems like it. Um, but I'd love to hear from kind of where you could, you know, in a giga bull case for for DAOs in particular, maybe not just Firecaster, but um, how you see Firecaster playing out um, for DAOs. Um, I know people think, I've seen a little bit of a pushback for it being the everything app because the the cost of switching from like a Discord snapshot forum um, is a little bit harder and you're just going to have a bunch of tweets and replies. Um, if it's if it's going to like imitate Twitter, maybe there's going to be an implementation where it's a little bit easier um, to have forums and communications take place. But from a technical perspective, like being able to vote and participate in governance from the app, um, I think that's kind of the killer feature. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I think a lot of a lot of times with these tooling, you know, with with new tooling or alternative tooling, right, it, it ends up being more of an and than an or. So I think you know, Tally certainly still has its place. I think Discourse and Snapshot will still have their place. Um, you know, I, I think the opportunity with Farcaster is to provide more of like a meta layer or like a meta engagement layer for the DAO that kind of spans across all of the tools. So like, I'll just use forums as an example, right? Like at the end of the day, discourse is, it's both a place for like the public to engage with the DAO, but it's also this like really deep record of everything that's ever happened in the DAO, um, or I guess all of the discussions that have ever happened in the DAO. And so I think, you know, Discourse as a way for the public to engage with the DAO is actually like pretty suboptimal, right? It's like the Arbitrum DAO Discord is a crazy example. It's absolutely unhinged, like the amount of activity and content that's in there. It's definitely hard. I'd say actually impossible for like a newcomer to just look at the Discord and be like, oh, I know what to do, <laughs> right? Or even an active delegate. It's sort of difficult to track and engage. Um, and so I think figuring out how to engage with like what's going on in the DAO whether that be commenting on a, a forum post or voting in a temp check or voting on tally, <clears throat> vote on chain, you know, I think, I think, uh, like providing sort of a surface area for people to engage with and vote with that on Farcaster is is really valuable. But that's kind of like the tip. That's gonna be like the tip of the iceberg that's showing above the surface, and then like all these other tools will still be there, kind of, you know, uh, operating the DAO kind of underneath the surface. But yeah, I think it's really valuable. Like you kind of see this on Twitter today, right? Like people do some level of DAO engagement on Twitter. And I think, you know, Farcaster providing more of like a rich Web3 powered enabled, you know, experience in the app could dial that up massively. Yeah, we touched on our, our bounties, but like we're not the only ones doing bounties. Um which I think is pretty sweet. Like the, the Farcaster team is like building and shipping incredibly fast and listening to the community. But I think it's been really cool to see just the, the sheer amount of bounties and like proposals for people to build on the product. Um, we, we're highlighting um, like a 
quick nine minute tutorial from Nader um, from developer DAO. If you want to like dive deeper or like that bounty interests you, if you're not exactly sure where to start, I was diving into the code last night. Like um, you don't need a ton of technical knowledge in order to like build a frame prototype or build an integration with the uh, tally API and frames. Um, this is a great starting point. And then like just Farcaster has some great docs as well. Um, so I'm really excited to see what is built, um, particularly on the tally side, but also just in general with with governance and, and trading and interactions on on the app itself. Um, it's gonna be really cool to see. We get a lot of, I think we even got one this week, like a, a product idea for like a tally app. And we just like, it, when it comes to, I think with a lot of startups, like having just engineering resource bottlenecks, that's like not something we have the time at the moment to do. And this, I feel like solves or begins to solve that problem and brings more of the community and more of the um, kind of like grassroots DAO, set, DAO style of work um, into building DAO tooling. So I'm really excited to see it. Um, Frisian, what's your what's your forecasting handle for people who want to follow you? Is it just Frisian or is it Zero? It's at Frisian. You know, I got that clean handle joining early. F at F R I S S O N. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm currently locked out of my personal account. I'm getting it back, but it's just Tommy Lauer or lower, if you want to say lower, across all platforms. And then um, at TallyXYZ for uh, all your Tally news as well. Were you going to say something? I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, Tommy Lower just rolls off the tongue so much better. I think you should change. Some people change their name. Like, shocker, my real name isn't Frisson. You should just change the pronunciation of your name for crypto. Okay, maybe I will. I mean, people have already done it for me. I mean, Denison, who I've worked, who has been my boss for two and a half years, still calls me Tommy Lower. Um, oh, shots fired. <laughs> Denison, I but, hope you're listening. He's definitely not. But maybe we'll clip this. <laughs> And uh, get it out on Twitter or in Farcaster when Farcaster sports video. But uh, yeah, hit us up on Farcaster. Um, also, we're we're active on Twitter as well. I don't think Twitter's going anywhere in the meantime. Um, but I genuinely enjoyed my time on Farcaster more. And if more is happening um, in terms of like actual interactions and building, I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. So exciting stuff from the Farcaster ecosystem. I'm sure we'll cover it more. And we'll highlight those bounties on the podcast as well once they get um, submitted and paid out. But we're really excited about that. Uh, tweet this week that sparks um, some internal discussion from the Tally team. Also, if you're listening to this, there's an article that went out on the Tally Mirror on Thursday. Um, so we'll link that in the show notes as well. That is diving into this tweet in particular and then having some follow-up and some more research attached to it. Um, but just from John Hillis from, from Cabindow. Tonight I was at dinner with a crypto lawyer and he poised the question, what are the most interesting Dow implosions of all time? And they came up with a pretty short list, but there's definitely more. And there's a lot of replies. We came up with uh, the Dow, which is the OG obviously one, Constitution Dow, which to me doesn't necessarily feel like an implosion, but it kind of was. Aragon Dow, Olympus Dow, Zombie Punk Party Dow, which I'm not familiar with. What else? We had Uki Dow, Mango Dow. Rook Dow, Sushi, Steam, Tribe, Rari. A lot of these we've covered over the years. Over wow, years. Yeah, we've been doing this over a year. Um, but yeah, some an interesting discussion. Frisian, if you had to pick one, um, what would you say is not your most favorite because that's like <laughs> celebrating the downfall of DAOs, but to you, what has been the most interesting one? I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. Yeah, I, I actually don't think... I think among the examples posed in in John's original tweet, the DAO is actually the only one that I would consider an implosion. Um, 
Constitution Dow, Aragon Dow, Olympus Dow, and Zombie Punk Party Dow, I think accomplished like sort of the stated goal. Well, Constitution Dow didn't accomplish the stated goal, but they they did what they said they were going to do, and then kind of it wound down, and then even has some like cool stuff living on from it, um, which like loosely speaking, I think is true of sort of the rest of them. Olympus Dow is like still rocking, like the price went down a lot, but it's still doing what what it said it was going to do uh, on some level, and so um, yeah, I think. The Dow qualifies as an implosion because, you know, it it was for a specific purpose and then was never able to achieve that purpose because, um, you know, it was sort of exploited in some way. And I think Martin Schmidt's response here has more great examples along those lines. Like Uki Dow, Mango Dow, Rook Dow, Sushi, Steam, Tribe, Rari. Um, you know, these DAOs all sort of like all died in different ways. Um, Uki Dao, I think, you know, I don't know if that one was ever really a Dao on any level, um, but then, you know, uh, got, yeah, lanced by the by the CFTC. Um, Mango Dao got exploited by, by Abraham Eisenberg and just like totally drained. Rook Dao, I, I think there was an exploit. I don't know exactly, exactly what happened there. Um, Sushi Dao is kind of, become not a DAO. It sort of got like re-centralized around a CEO. Um Steam, I've I think I've like my understanding with Steam, I think Vitalik has referenced it multiple times in his writing, but basically I think there was like an economic attack on governance. Like sort of like I think the most famous example of sort of someone being able to accrue enough voting power in the DAO to drive through an agenda sort of single-handedly, like with their own vote by buying tokens. I think it might have been Justin Sun, but I could be totally wrong on that. Um, and then Faye Rari kind of like shut down, um, but like in a coordinated way. So that's the one I think is probably the least implosion-y, um, but certainly didn't set out to achieve, didn't achieve the original goal that was set out. Um, so yeah, so those are those are better examples, I think. Um and kind of that's a good sort of short list of DAOs that kind of fell apart in in different ways. Um and some of those ones like were actually DAOs at one point, you know, too. So yeah. Uh you know, there's certainly been like a lot of drama <laughs> over the years. Um, but drama doesn't always equate to an implosion. Sometimes drama is good, right? It like forces clarity in of purpose in a DAO. Yeah. I think implosion obviously is like a broader sense of the term or just, I feel like DAO controversies is a better explanation or, or description of, of this tweet. The DAO obviously the, is an implosion. Like you said, it provides context and I think it provided, obviously I wasn't there and I'm on OG, but I feel like it provided a lot of groundwork or like, more of a focus on best practices when DAO started coming back. Um, and obviously some like, there was some detritus, detritus from it as well. I think a lot of people were, from what I've heard, is like the kind of the idea of a DAO kind of went away for a little bit because of the messiness of the DAO. But a lot of these are just either they were in an actual DAO, like you said, with Constitution DAO, um, or it was just crime. <laughs> it was crime. Uh, LARPing as a as a DAO, um, which you know is never going to work, especially these days. Um, I mean, as time goes on, even more. A note on the DAO. Um, 
it's interesting. I'm starting to see, and I don't, I don't think it's because I'm just talk. I don't really like go out of my way to talk to like my IRL friends about DAOs, but they sometimes ask me and like, they know I work in DAOs. They always ask me like, Oh, how's the DAO doing? Not knowing like what the actual, the DAO means. But, um, I met one of my friends that had like a mutual connection this week. Um, who was like, they said, Oh, do you know what Tally is? I'm like, yeah, I know what Tally is like, yeah, I work in crypto. I'm like, okay. Like we're starting to kind of proliferate into, um, the broader mindshare of, uh, crypto participants, but, um, shout out to, I think his name's Dan Hannum. Um, he is like working on Gashawk right now and then built Zen Ledger. Um, so Dan, if you're listening, what's up? Thanks for shouting out Tally. Thanks for knowing who we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of like what we talked about in the beginning of the episode too, like Farcaster kind of probably hopefully supercharging, you know, DAO participation and DAO governance. So excited to see it. And again, we'll have a, an article with not only a list of, of these and links to everything, if you want to explore any of the implosions, but also some controversial proposals, maybe not so much that have to do with crime or implosions, but just proposals over the years that have attracted the most mind share and the most talk and buzz on social platforms and in the DAO ecosystem. So we'll have that out. If you're listening to this, go check it out. Let's highlight, um, I want to highlight this project. I don't even know it was being built, but Lime Studies built it. Um, it's Arbol, it's .xyz and ENSWallet.xyz. And it just highlights all of the multi-sigs for, for the DAO and what they do, um, who they are, who's participating in them, um, how much funding or, I'm not sure exactly what these numbers mean. Frisian, I see your, I see you pop up here a little bit. I think it's the amount that has been actually transferred by that multi-sig, if I'm correct, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it shows all the different um, working groups that have, you know, funded things or are working. I think this is a great um, tool, not only for like DAOs themselves, but also for maybe delegates or people who want to get involved or not sure where to start. Um, for I don't know if you've had a chance to dive into this or you knew this was getting built, um, but it's a pretty straightforward project that i think you know going in into in line with like bounties like these are little things that are getting built that are helping move the ecosystem forward yeah lime sent me this just like out of the blue i was like hey i built this with my friend and i was like damn this is sick um i'm i'm like on one of the one of the multi-sigs and he gave me a shout out for having my ens uh you know, domain and avatar hooked up. There I am. <laughs> Although I might need to change my avatar away from the pudgy penguin. Oops. Um, then everyone will know I fumbled the bag. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, uh, this is really cool. We've actually been thinking about this like general product space at Tally. So one of the things that we observe is there's kind of this big DAO that controls the you know, on-chain treasury and various smart contracts. But um, what happens over time is like, as the DAO kind of spins up and starts doing stuff, um, there are, you know, various kind of sub-DAO-like entities that form um, to like do specific things. So then you don't have to coordinate like with the entire DAO to execute, right? So maybe you want to work on treasury diversification or you want to work on incentives or you want to work on, delegate compensation you kind of like form this like working group you know or sub DAO that like focuses specifically on that and the DAO approves it up front and then you kind of have the ability to just um yeah execute going forward and this is like definitely a pattern that i think 
is very real um, and is formed in basically any DAO of meaning every DAO of meaningful size. And we support this in some ways on Tally, certainly by like providing transparency and ability to participate in the initial funding of the working group. Um, and then we we also have sort of some of this information on Tally as well, where we can take all the safes that are associated with the DAO and add them to the homepage of the DAO. Um, I think this this tool is like a really cool, you know, additional layer in that stack. And um, I think kind of one of the next phases from Tally's perspective is to figure out how to create more connectivity between the main DAO and these working groups without actually, um, without like slowing it down, right? So one of the things we've been thinking about is this idea of optimistic governance where, you know, or, or sort of committee governance where the committee is like, you know, it can move forward, like, you know, execute transactions from a smaller group, from a safe, but the DAO still has the ability to veto or control or claw back those funds. Um, and we've made some small steps in that direction, but that's something we're thinking about a lot kind of going forward. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. All right, let's highlight some large proposals or the large proposal on Tally this week from Arbitrum. It's actually, it was published by Freedom himself. Long-term incentives pilot program, which is a, I'd love to hear a little bit of context from you, Frigion, before we wrap up about what exactly it is and what's the difference between the long-term incentives pilot program versus the short-term incentives uh, pilot program. But give you a quick little overview. It's going to be around 45.7 million R, which equates right now to about 87 million USD if it is passed by the Dow. But yeah, Frisian, give us a, a couple, a little bit of a breakdown on, on what the long-term incentives pilot program aims to do, where it differentiated from the short-term incentives program and what people should know about it. Yeah. Um, this is a huge proposal. It's currently 87 plus million dollars worth of ARB. Um, so yeah, this is like uh, just the next phase of kind of incentives. So there's like pretty broad consensus from my view in the DAO that one of the things the DAO should do is fund basically on-chain incentives or just incentives in general for builders and users to come to Arbitrum. And there was a first round of this that happened uh it was called the short-term incentives program uh, <laughs> last year. And so this is a follow-up program that builds off the learnings of that first one um, to kind of distribute, yeah, incentives on an ongoing basis, but in a long-term oriented way. Um, so yeah, check this out. It's live on Tally. Um, this is a, yeah, huge deal in just Ethereum, right? Like if this gets funded, it's going to have far-reaching impacts on the Ethereum ecosystem. So check it out and decide you know, whether you want to vote for it or if you're not an Arbitrum delegate, um, just like understand, you know, what the implications are if it does get uh, get passed. Yeah, something I always appreciate about Arbitrum proposals, and I'm guessing you, Frigin, because you're the one that published this, is the, the amount of detail that goes into the abstract. It's not really an abstract because it is in so much detail, but if you're watching, I'm just, I've been scrolling for about 10 seconds and it's just, a lot of context, a lot of statistics, a lot of um, just understanding and communication of what the actual proposal is and what it aims to do. Um, so go check that out if you're interested in it. Um, it's about about 57 million votes right now. Um, we need 75 and a half million to reach quorum and pass, but um, it's looking promising so far. And uh, there's about 10 days left on the voting period that'll end next Saturday, uh, February 17th. So we'll probably cover that in next week's Dot Talk episode as well. But um, definitely check that out. And on Arbitrum, something I've uh, appreciated as 
as we are fellow DAO content creators is Hunter from, I think, is he work for off yeah, community for off-chain labs? He's been releasing this week relatively daily Arbitrum ecosystem updates. Um, they're pretty short form. They go anywhere from like six to 15 minutes um, around everything that's happening in the Arbitrum ecosystem. So we try to cover, you know, the big highlights and the big points um, on DAO talk. But if you want to ever get um, in more granular detail around Arbitrum, go check out um, Hunter. Go give him a follow. He's a great follow and he's very uh, succinct in his communication of what's happening and he kind of breaks it down to your level, um, whatever your level may be. Um, I love this format and I think uh, more DAOs, especially the big ones, should should be um, dedicating some resources to doing something similar, um, getting a good camera, just if you're doing community management, it's pretty simple to just get on camera, talk about it for 10 minutes and post it. Um, and they do very well on Twitter. So shout out honor. I love seeing awesome content put out in space. Um, and he's got a sweet pet bird that makes some appearances every now and then. So <laughs> go check that out. And then we'll finish with meme of the week, which is real. It's a Bitcoin meme, but I, I LOL so hard. Um, <laughs> I think it like just got posted, but there was a clip of Obama, like, kind of talking shit on bitcoin but in a way it was like oh this is kind of the perfect selling point <laughs> of, of bitcoin talking about it's basically everyone walking around with the swiss bank in their pocket and it's the the old spider-man meme with uh james franco and i don't remember the fucking actor's name but uh the guy plays spider-man is like i love bitcoin and then he responds bitcoin is everyone walking around with the swiss bank in their pocket i just told you i've already bought it barry you don't need to sell it to me um maybe a little but yeah some I think that's our first Bitcoin news. It, it took me a second to realize that Obama was saying this in a negative light. I'm like, yeah. who wouldn't want a Swiss bank in their pocket? That's so fire. <laughs> that's like an incredible tagline. You know, yeah. they should have gone with that. Bitcoin should have aligned around that yeah. that tagline a long time ago. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, well, that's it for Dow Talk Weekly episode number seventy. Um, Virgin, it's been nice just having you and me again, but I I miss our co-host so. We'll be back next week, maybe with four, maybe with three, but four soon. Um, all the show notes will be linked, or all the links will be in the show notes. So go check those out. As all always. the show uh, notes will be linked, and the links will be uh, show noted. All the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so go check those out. As always, uh, Tyler Newsletter is on a hiatus this week, but it'll be back next week. So go join. I think we're like 3,000 people subscribed to Tyler Newsletter. It really is like the main source of weekly um you know, DAO snapshots of proposals and, you know, what's going on in the zeitgeist of the DAO ecosystem. So go check that out. Again, we'll see you in Denver. If you're going to be there, DM us, shoot us some messages if you want to um, go to that side event and we'll have some awesome merch and probably some like integrations with Farcaster and some merch redemption for ETH Denver. So we'll see you in a couple weeks there. As always, we'll be on Twitter and Farcaster. Go follow us. Um, we're always on talking. If you want to reach out, hit us up. But yeah, we'll see you next week for episode 71. Peace. Peace.